Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. The show is heard on WBCQ, the planet, at least for the time being, every Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Fridays, I think 8 o'clock. That's subject to change, so I would definitely visit the website, WBCQ, to uh, look at their schedule and not just listen to this show, but all of the other great shows that air on this uh, Voice of Freedom. WBCQ. This show is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which among other things runs a week-long family camp. And we just had ours a couple of weeks ago, and we're looking forward to next year. Uh, That would be our 16th annual camp, and that one is running from the 14th to the 19th. We have a leap year. So uh, it looks like it's a couple of days earlier, uh, but it's it's still the third week of July. We also have a family weekend retreat coming up, and that will be, um, let's see, that will be September 29th to October 1st at Camp Sentinel. That is in Tuftonboro, New Hampshire, which is what is referred to as the Lakes Region. Oh, about two hours drive from Boston, and just about a 20-minute drive from me, so that's really great nearby. And we have, a, as we always do, a good lineup of instructors. We have Reverend Stevie Kraft. We have um, Jim Perloff, who is an author of probably one of the more the best books exposing the deep state called The Shadows of Power. He also is the author of Tornado Through a Junkyard, which deals with the evolution creation perspective. It really spends most of his time refuting scientifically evolution, how evolution could not possibly happen. Uh, He doesn't go into the age of the earth uh, specifically. He does talk about carbon dating. So it's a great book and he is a great instructor and Again, to more information, just visit our website. We have the application uh, available in our download section, or just reach out to me. We also have a, we have a very busy August and September. We're uh, in September. We're going to be bringing in a speaker from South Africa, Pastor Charles Van Week. He is the author of Shooting Back, where 30 years ago just celebrated the I guess not celebrated but commemorated the anniversary of the St. James Church Massacre, where uh, four communist thugs came in with automatic weapons into a church that he attended, killed 11 people, wounded, I think, something like 50. And Charles, all he had was a snub-nosed 38. He fired back. He, I think he wounded one of them, and they all ran out the door, They uh, and uh, he went after them. And he actually, uh, they actually imprison them because even in a communist country, unauthorized activity um, can be punished. Even the Nazis severely punished their agents and their thugs that didn't do things according to um, follow orders, you know, just arbitrarily doing things. Don't always have that right to do that, even even in a totalitarian country. So uh, Charles um, also uh, got to meet his attackers and uh, witness to them. And I think he led one of them to the Lord. Just amazing story. And uh, he also has an incredible ministry in uh, South Africa and and, uh, Black Africa, where the gospel is very, very well received. And uh, it's just a whole different culture in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. I think they'll be, they need to send missionaries to this uh, God-forsaken country as opposed to us sending missionaries uh, there. 
that we need to learn from them. Uh, uh, he, so he's going to be speaking in Lexington, Massachusetts, September 18th. It'll be a luncheon, an evening program at a private residence as a large, like a large meeting room. And then he'll be up in New Hampshire, Alton, New Hampshire, the Alton Community Church on the 19th, 7 o'clock. And we also have him at a private function that uh, that, that afternoon. They'll be coming up to uh, God's country, Arista County. We have him speaking at the church, uh, the Baptist church, Union Baptist Church of Littleton on Wednesday the 20th. And then uh, a, a Thursday morning meeting, which we did. I just have to uh, get, uh, I, I, we, we've locked in the location. It's in, um, it's a church in um, Caribou, Maine. It's going to be eight o'clock. It's a, and I'll just uh, I'll just get the information. I'll have I'll have that available in the next couple of days. So you can just visit our website, and we have a calendar, and you can sh- sh- uh, click that on. And uh, we'll be at the Balloon Festival uh, in August, late August. We're going to be in a parade here in Alton. We're also going to be speaking Alton Hometown Day. They're having a on the uh, I think it's the nineteenth of August on a Friday, seven p.m. I'll be giving a talk on the Constitution. So just check our calendar, check our website, visit our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll be now we're starting to upload uh, classes from last uh, last week's two week ago's camp. They're on our Rumble page, but uh, YouTube had uh, suspended us from posting things for a week uh, or so because we posted something that the WHO doesn't approve. So, and please subscribe to our channels. Please, uh, when you if, you if you're getting our information, if you're on our email list, please consider forwarding it to people that you think might be uh, be interested in. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to focus this show mainly on a solution to our miserable government schools. But before I do that, I want to mention I was listening to the Jeff Kuna show. Now, Jeff is a very popular morning talk show host in uh, Boston, greater Boston. Uh, uh, he's on from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., which is kind of hard, four hours, five days a week. And he's pr- pretty sound on uh, on his issues. Uh, I, I agree with him. And his, his wife calls in every, I think it's every Tuesday, she calls in. Uh, Gracie says, Grace putting liberals in their place. And she's very good as well. But they had a conversation last week, and uh, as and I try to call in. Sometimes I get through, sometimes I don't. But they were talking about a rather odious bill coming out of the so-called Great General Court in Massachusetts. Almost everything that Great General Court produce is odious. It's a collection of far leftists. There's only a handful of Republicans, and some of them are leftists. Anyway, it deals with uh, vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations, and getting va- getting children vaccinated without parental approval. Uh, and of course, all this stuff is totally unconstitutional, but they don't care. And that they, they've got a Marxist, lesbian, anti-American governor, uh, and she'll no doubt sign it and be happy to sign it. Uh, so Harris, uh, Vice President Harris was there, uh, was in Boston over the weekend promoting race hatred. I think she was on the stage with the mayor and the governor, just... All the all the horrors, oh, blacks and minorities have it so rough, and racism on on the rise, and all this. But uh, just the opposite is true. But they don't care. They just. But anyway, I'm, I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here. Anyway, so so Jeff is saying, what, what do we do? What what happened? What's our plan? And he suggested homeschooling. 
And she says, oh, no. Oh, she was very adamant. She said, that might be a temporary solution. She said, but, that, you know, we pay taxes. We don't want to abandon the schools, the government schools. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not giving you the exact quote. And this is not an unusual attitude that a lot of conservatives have. And what's frustrating to me, uh, I, I watch, I'll watch Fox and Newsmax, and very, um, I don't hear the term homeschool mentioned. They'll talk about how bad schools are. They'll give, you know, reports of parent angry parents showing up, protesting, and all this type of thing. But they never say, well, there's a viable alternative. It's homeschooling. And here is so-and-so head of such-and-such homeschool group. That's what Trump, and, and I have to say that it's somehow, I think the homeschool community to a certain extent bears a little bit of responsibility because maybe they're not promoting the homeschooling uh, to non-homeschoolers as much as they should. I know that uh, most homeschool groups don't have a large budget. They can't spend millions of dollars or even thousands of dollars advertising on Fox. It's very expensive to do that. But boy, it'd be great though if more people because they have this notion that only that a parent has to stay home all day and you know they have to lose their income and all that. And that's really one of the issues too. What is more important? Is that second income that important? Now, maybe it is. Maybe it's a life and death type of thing. You cannot survive without that other income. But maybe you can. And maybe you can still have the other income, depending on how you do your homeschooling. Now, 20, 30 years ago, you may have needed that. You probably pretty much needed that second parent home, whether usually the mom, sometimes the dad. Uh, but today, with all the technology, it's not as uh, requ- it's not much easier. And if it's not homeschooling, then um, you've got these homeschooling modules. You've got these um, oh these these. You can set up a school. You don't need to put out a million dollars and put a big building and have a big staff and have five offices and have olives. You can get a homeschooling started in your living room if you have a good sized living room. Um, and I'm going to mention some resources too. First off, now there are homeschooling in other parts of the world, and I know it's some of it's really difficult, very restrictive. But in the United States. Uh, it's not so bad. Even in states like Massachusetts, uh, we homeschooled our children, four of our children in Massachusetts. We had absolutely no problems with state officials. Now, some people want to notify the town or city that they're homeschooling. Some states require that. But there was a decision in Massachusetts, uh, and it was, uh, oh, about 20 years ago, where uh, a parent, and I think it was in Linfield, the uh, homeschool, the, 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 the busybody government, local government busybodies came by, and we want to see what you're do- teaching your children. And the mom said, will you use this as evidence against us? Well, yeah. We can. And I said, well, I'm not going to self-incriminate. And they, they won their case. So um, we, uh, we did, we, every parent has to make their own decision, but we didn't uh, let the state know. Uh, or, the, or the city know. And the city of Boston is such a miserable education system as it is. They really don't have the time to harass uh, not, uh, homeschoolers because there's, there's a small percentage, although it's growing even in uh, that miserable city of the city of Boston. Uh, but there's also Christian schools, church-based schools popping up. I think the first Hispanic, uh, well, it's I don't know if it's 
I, I'm sure it's bilingual. Somerville, Massachusetts, uh, a Hispanic church started a Christian school and the city didn't like it. Oh, they didn't want to give them the permit. Uh, and, and they had to, though, because uh, you, sometimes you're not going to get any. Uh, the, the state government, Massachusetts, will they hate Christians. So they're going to make it so hard for you. But they prevailed. God is God is on the throne. And we're seeing this all over the country. But getting back to homeschooling, there are homeschool organizations in, I think, every single state. Some, and there's, sometimes there's more than one. And I'll give you a few, a few examples. Uh, homeschoolers of Maine, that's a Christian-based group. Uh, you can just do a search. Instead of me giving out a bunch of email addresses, you can just do a search online and find it. They have resources. They have local groups, homeschool support groups. And this could be uh, people within a small radius. It could be four or five families. It could be more than that. And they sometimes get together a couple of times a week. And so here's an example. Let's say that, um, you know, this parent is really good in math, good in, good in uh, whatever subjects, but not so good in maybe science or not so good in geography. So what they do is they uh, find someone in that group that does. Uh, and that person teaches it. And uh, there's a lot of retired teachers out there uh, that, that would want to do things like this. Uh, there's lots of, um, lots of resources. Then, then you have fully accredited online entities. And one of them is called the uh, Freedom Project Education, FPE, uh, Freedom Project Education. And it's run by my friend, Dr. Duke Pesta. And this is a K-12 fully accredited online um, classic education, Christian-based education. It's non-denominational, so Protestant, Catholic. Uh, it, you, know, you learn some history, some great history, uh, logic, and that. And we we used it. We didn't take a big advantage of it, but we did um, at the time. We did take a few courses. In fact, um, my daughter Georgia took a course in logic, which I really appreciated. And there was another course she took, and she's asking me for help, and I'm thinking mm, a little bit beyond my pay grade here, but it's excellent. And uh, you have the, these, you have real teachers. It's not just the videos, which are fine videos. And uh, we used a Becca for a while, for a while, and uh, a Becca we used their DVDs, and it's really just a classroom in progress, and you watch the classroom and you follow it with your textbook. That's probably one of the easiest ways to do it. Uh, and now they're probably using mp3s initially they were they were uh vhs and uh you went on to dvds and probably mp3s and that's at your own pace too and if it's if you do the accredited version you have to you have to do it according to their timeline but then uh, you can just take the rent the videos and do it on your own pace so you can accelerate it Dude, that's the great thing uh you know most of government school it's institutionalization and I'll give you an example. Uh, there was an entity called, oh, it's Sil Sylvan, Learn Sylvan, S-Y-L-V-A-N, Learning Centers. And they uh, advertise that they can advance a student in one month, a whole year's worth of whatever topic it is. So if I'm taking English and I'm in a government school, of course, I'm not learning any, I'm learning nonsense. I'm learning you know, new, new pronouns, Zay and za and all this nonsense. Uh, but they can take basic, uh, let's say you're 11th grade English, and they'll, they, can, they say that they can advance you a year, uh, academic year in one month. So if you can advance an academic year in one month uh, in that subject and other subjects, that means you're spending a, the rest of the year, 
the school year being inside that school building. And that's really what most of education is. It's getting you out of the home and getting you in a building in front of teachers that hate America, that want to destroy your children's brains. Now, a lot of people have trouble with that. Uh, but just look what's happening all over the country with the sexualization and the homosexualization and the transgender crazy. It's really insane. And they're doing it not even to teenagers, they're doing it to children, they're doing it to little children. They bring their rainbow flag. They don't bring American flags. You don't hear too many teachers uh, bringing American flags or bringing the Gadsden flag, you know, because, because they're great patriots. No, they're leftists. And even if they remove the rainbow flag from the classroom, why would you want to put your child under the influence of somebody like that? No, that's what you want. If you want your child to uh, have, if it's a boy, have he come be and say, I'm really a girl, so I want to have my penis cut off. Oh, sure, Johnny. We, 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 uh, or Joanne, we really uh, love your, um, you know, we appreciate you. Even though we, you can't get a tattoo until you're 18, you can't even get an aspirin. You can't bring an aspirin to school without, without parental consent. Oh, but, well, but it's okay to get your penis cut off. And yes, I guess your teacher was right. You're really a girl. We were wrong calling you a boy, and we're so sorry. That's the kind of craziness that, um, that's going on. So, um, and of course, they learn. They don't learn history. They don't learn the Constitution. Uh, they learn a crazy version of math. Uh, most of the children today, teenagers, they can't make change. They can't. Uh, they can't add or subtract or divide or multiply. Uh, oh, but but they know how many genders there are, and they keep on adding new genders too. Anyway, so um, so at mass uh, homeschools of Maine are just as the main base group. And there are you know sometimes you go to one of their conventions, and uh, there are people from other states that uh, enjoy going and homeschools of Maine comes to other uh, some of their people. So it's a good network. And um, uh, in Massachusetts is a group called Mass Hope. This is another Christian based homeschool group. Just again, Mass Hope, do a search. And they actually have uh, high school graduation days, you know, with homeschoolers if they're under their umbrella and they have their annual convention. We've been attending it uh, for the last, uh, well, we, the lockdown, there was a couple of years when we didn't, but I think we've been attending it since uh, 2000, almost since our beginning, 2010. And uh, we've got found out we've got a lot of great families as a result of, that, that have been involved with our camp program. And we befriended as a result of that homeschool group. New Hampshire has uh, some homeschool groups. They don't have uh, any New Hampshire-based conventions. And a convention, I love going to them. Uh, they can be expensive. You've you got to find a venue. You've got to take a few days out of your schedule. Or in some cases, you spend the day there. And at a homeschool convention, they would have uh, speakers on different topics, uh, dealing with homeschooling primarily. And they have vendors. And sometimes the vendors are, are instructors. But And, and it, you know, it's a question of, uh, you know, where do you begin? Uh, it's, it, it's, you have so many options. Again, 30 or 40 years ago, there may not have been too many. But today, you just have so many options out there. It's really interesting. Uh, and we, uh, we, we were at a homeschool show. Uh, one of my daughters uh, was ne needed, needed some help, needed some tutoring. And there was one little table. There was this uh, young lady. Uh, offering her tutoring services, and uh, it was a it was, she was a real gem. She was a big help to uh, my daughter, helped her uh, do a better on her um, 
college SATs. I think they've changed the name of the SATs. I forget what they call them now. But she was a big help. And uh, it was she was worth, I think, $30, $30 an hour. And she was worth every penny. So these are, these are, um, these are places where you'd find... You find people, uh, groups, and um, and then the curriculums, and a lot of people. That what we did an eclectic. We didn't just use one. Um, there's a group called Matthew C, and uh, they have you'll see them at these homeschool shows, and they have a great uh, curriculum on uh, mathematics, math, arithmetic, and math. And uh, I do want to obviously. Uh, so uh, I'm thinking of other uh, other states uh, around the country, and some states have very large homeschool uh, conventions. Uh, Mass Hope, you know, they probably get about 50, 60 vendors. Um, but you got a group like um, uh, uh, Chaps, the uh, Christian Homeschools of Pennsylvania. They have a good sized convention. They, they meet in Most of the conventions are in the spring, uh, early summer. Uh, there's a big convention in Florida. Uh, Ohio has a, I think Cincinnati is a gigantic convention. I haven't been at uh, some of these. Uh, we had a presence at a convention in Michigan. I wasn't there, but we had some of our people there. So there are just homeschool sh- uh, conventions going on all over the country, uh, wherever you are. So uh, there's really no excuse. You know, maybe 30 years ago there was an excuse, but today there's really no excuse. Um, so, uh, and to think, uh, like uh, Jeff Cooner and his wife, to think that homeschooling is just a temporary solution and that you can reclaim the government schools. I think it's important to know that we've lost the government schools a long time ago. It's not something that just happened this last election cycle. Uh, and uh, I want now I want to spend a little time promoting the work of Sam Blumenfeld. Now, I, you, if, you, if you're a regular listener of this show, you know that uh, Sam was a dear friend of mine. He was a Camp Constitution instructor. And he left us, uh, he passed away in June of 15, and he left us his incredible legacy. He, he willed his, uh, m- most of his papers and books to me, his audios, his recordings. And we created, thanks to Mark Affleck, our camp newspaper editor. He's based in Pennsylvania. Uh, and uh, Eric Conover, our webmaster, it was his incredible site. And you can go to this site. You go to our website, campconstitution.net. You'll see the Blumenfeld archive. And all we look for is an email and a username. And you have unlimited access. We'd nice to make some donations, of course, uh, but it's free. Uh, and people from all over the world are accessing this. They're getting the Alpha Phonics. This is Sam Blumenfeld's uh, reading program, 128 lessons. Um, some of the lessons are, you know, five minutes long. So it's not like 128 lessons an hour long. Oh, my goodness. That's a whole lifetime. Um, he, he, and he uses what he referred to as intense, intensive phonics. This is what was used for hundreds of years to teach people how to read English because we have a phonetic language. It's not Chinese pictographs. It is a phonetic language. And he also uh, has a, a handwriting course and basic arithmetic, and uh, multiplication tables, divisions. Uh, I don't know if he even gets into fractions. I, I, I think so, but I think it's uh, mostly uh, adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing. And quite frankly, that's uh, 80% of uh, maybe even 90% of what most Americans need as adults. Fractions, we do need to some extent. Percentages as well, that's important. 
but you've got some of the, you know, the trigonometry and ge- uh, geometry. Geometry is also important because uh, if you're going to paint, if you're going to put wallpaper, if you're going to do any basic carpentry, yeah, that's important too. But you know, trigonometry, algebra, and some of the uh, things like that, if you're going to be an Indian, lean, 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 but most, most Americans, um, and of course, a lot of the math we forget as time goes on because we simply don't use it. Um, also language. So Sam also has uh, all kinds of, we have lots of audios of him and some video giving lectures on different topics. But one of his major theme was how the left took over government schools. And it had been, it would happened a long time ago. It happened by the 1930s folks. Uh, when they started promoting look-say method. Now, the look-say method is a method that was designed by a very honorable man, uh, Reverend Thomas Gallaudet. This was supposed to be, uh, he taught deaf children, how to deaf people how to read using this look-say method. Now, if you're deaf, you cannot hear sounds. So the look-say method would be really the only thing that you could use for a deaf person. And he thought, gee, maybe we can, this was back in the 1840s, maybe uh, people who have... Um, who have hearing uh, that could use this. Maybe this would be an easier way and a faster way. The Boston public school system adopted it uh, back in the 1840s and quickly rejected it because it was a miserable failure. Uh, see, back then the goal was to have a, highly, uh, a high level of reading, high literacy rate. That wasn't the goal of the educator, of these uh, leftist educators, just the opposite. They didn't think you needed high literacy. The high, more literate you are, the more difficult you are to, con- to control because you have access to information that uh, the, the masses may not have or can't, can't understand. And uh, in 1898, he wrote an essay called The Education Fetish and where he said you really don't need uh, high levels of education. And he spelled it all out. And his disciples, uh, he started these uh, teachers' colleges, and the rest is history. And it's not like you need Soviet agents in every single class. You just need the principal or even the superintendent, and he'll hire the kind of people he wants, or she will hire the people that they want there. So, again, it's not like every local teacher is some agent working for George Soros. That's not what this is about. But they're they can only teach what they've been taught. And if you get three generations that teach you that America is evil, that our history is evil, that everything we've done is evil and racist, and that's how they look at history. They, didn't, they have no pride in their country, and they instill that in the children. And then you wonder why children are tearing down statues and um, you know covering themselves with tattoos. Uh, if their parents were people of faith, they've departed from the faith, and they're angry and they're miserable. And uh, we think somehow by electing a few people to the school committee, we're going to change that. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's important that we do have some, some, um, some presence or some influence on the government schools. But let's not kid ourselves and think that we're going to take it over by in an election cycle. Uh, we need to get, you, you need to get your children out as quickly as possible and encourage others. But don't just say, okay, get them out. Help them find them resources. So have them get involved with um, Freedom Project, FPE, Freedom Project University, uh, put them, connect them with the homeschool group. And by the way, there's people saying, people like to complain and uh, talk about uh, the problem. Why don't you volunteer? Why don't you get involved with your local homeschool group? It doesn't matter if you have children, if your children are all grown uh, and your grandchildren are not old enough, you should get involved with the homeschoolers.
they need your help. Why don't you start? <clears throat> we're we're uh, at our lane house. Uh, we had a group reach out to us that they want that want to use it as a uh, homeschool module, and they asked, well, "What's the charge?" I said, we're not charging anything. You know, you make a donation because you're going to be coming in using the heat and flushing the toilets and all that. So you can make a donation, but we don't have any fee, you know, for that. We, we This is what it's, this is for. So there are churches that could be used as schools. Uh, most of these churches are empty except maybe Wednesday night and, um, and on um, Sunday morning. But for the rest of the week, they're empty. And you still got to heat them, especially in New England and uh, the, the northern part of the country. They got to heat them in the wintertime. And, um, and so these are potential schools all over the country. And this is the way to reclaim our nation. It's not going to be by getting elected school committees or going to a school board and for three minutes telling them how miserable the schools are. They know it. They sit, and they sit there with their smug attitudes that they don't care. As long as we get enough people to keep us electing us, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And we don't care what uh, what you think. You can come to the schools and then we're going to tell the federal government that you're a terrorist and have you arrested. Uh, and again, you should run for a school committee. That's not, I don't have, I don't, I don't think uh, I'm not against that, but don't think for a minute that having, even having all conservatives on a school committee is going to reverse, you know, three generations of socialism in a short time. You know, if you're renovating a house, you have to find someplace else to live, uh, until that renovation is completed. And if that renovation may take, it may, it may not happen in your lifetime. Uh, so think about that and think of how, how precious your children are, your grandchildren, and you're putting them in the hands of these wicked people. Well, we're running out of time. I want to thank you for listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff on WBCQ The Planet. And until next week, may God richly bless you.